Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wong Pickups. Hey, everybody, this is Todd. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to this show. Uh, we are approaching the happy holidays, and we're thrilled about that. And uh, getting ready to to basically burn this fire dump of a year uh, in looking back in the rearview mirror and seeing it go up in flames. We're happy. I think I think everybody's happy about that. And for whatever reason you might have, um, and we've got a interesting show because we've got a guest on here. We've been he's been here before, um, and we had him on again because um, he's got a lot to tell. So. Who guest? Who are you? I am Brian Nutter of Nutter Guitars, and hey, hey. I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, he lives. Hey, he lives. Yes. So we're gonna get into why he's alive <laughs> in just a little bit, but we're really glad that he's here. He's a good friend of the show. We like him a lot. He makes some amazing guitars, and he is one hell of a player. Tony Balonski, what do we do on this Shonsky? We like to talk about gear. That's right. Specifically boutique gear. And that would be things like guitars and amps and pedals and, oh my goodness, accessories, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. We, like to talk, we like to talk to the people who make this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get the yep. story behind the story. And sometimes there's several stories behind the story. Mm. That's yep. what we like to do. What we else also do we have do? 101 episodes, and as a matter of fact, we're going to have one coming up. It's going to yes, be really cool. Very excited about that. We have a few things we need to, uh, we got a couple of announcements. First, we need to thank Rode. Rode. Rode Mics for providing the Rodecaster Pro console, um, this amazing machine that we are so grateful for, and the Procaster Mics. Uh, which are doing a heck of a job of making us sound pretty okay. Considering how we sound in real life, this is amazing. All right, everybody, listen to this. Streaming now on Redbox On Demand, experience the incredible rise of legendary blues artist Joe Bonamassa in Guitar Man, featuring behind-the-scene interviews and live concert footage with some of the biggest names in music. Stream Guitar Man instantly on your smart TV or your favorite device with the Redbox app today. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Nice. How'd I do? That sounded good. You even got Joe's name right. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's written right here. Uh, So, hey, everybody listening, this is really cool because we have a, a couple free passes to watch this. And we're going to let loose oh, cool. on the world. Yes, yes, yes. So, Tony, you you happen to be a friend with Mr. Blues Artist. I am a friend of Mr. Blues Artist. I, I got to know Joe a long time ago when, I mean, he was, you know, on the magazine covers and different things like that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. The first time I did any work for him, I get an email and it says, uh, hello, my name is Joe Bonamassa. You may not know me, but uh, I am <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I wrote back, I said, I know who you are. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, so, but we've had a really good relationship uh, uh, over the years. And uh, whenever he always throws me some oddball things that he needs done. I think last time we talked about, uh, I did this uh, kind of like an SJ 200 armrest that had the, you know, the vines and flowers Mm -hmm. uh, engraved into it. And so that was, you know, he never, he always finds a way to challenge me. And that's, I kind of like, I'm just glad you didn't say he asked you to paint his toenails in tobacco burst. Huh. <laughs> that would be kind of. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> that, that might be a, if, if, if your toenails look like that, you probably want to go to the podiatrist. <laughs> true. Yep. Too true. So, anyways, everybody, jump out of your seats and go check that out um, when you, you get a chance. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, you don't have to go anywhere because it's going to stream right to your favorite device, your home, whatever you want. But uh, it's Joe Bonamassa. It's a story about him. That can't be a bad thing. That's, that should be pretty fantastic, actually. That's right. All right. Um, we, uh, oh, uh, just two other quick things. You need to check out our show on YouTube. If, you, if you're not already, we're out there. It's the podcast. You can't see us, but you can hear us. So if you're watching a lot of YouTube and it's easier you, you were saying like, gosh, I wish the show was on YouTube so I could just listen to it after I watch whatever nonsense I'm watching. Well, you can do that now. And in, in between episodes, you can check out Jared's show. Jared, what's your show? I have a new show called Rewind Time with Brandon on Pickups. It's not very long. They're all less than 10 minutes. Uh, most of them are. And I just show the the before and after and talk about uh, each pickup that I'm restoring. You're doing so a great it's, job. It's, and it's nice to see your face. I'm like, Hey, here's my friend right there. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I gotta be yeah. honest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a high dollar really worked hard on editing kind of thing. So it's, it looks good. You look great. You. You, you, everything is great, man. Don't worry about that. No, it's, it's perfectly good. It's natural. You know, as it opposed is. To, so I'm about the, to drop over. the next episode right now. All right. Well, that's super fun stuff. We need to find out what's going on in our music worlds collectively this week. Uh, Tony Baloney is going to kick us off, and then we're going to hear from our pal Brian Nutter of Nutter Guitars. But wait, before we even start, if you're not familiar with Nutter Guitars, Brian, where can people see what you do? Oh, man. You can say... um the most active thing you're going to see is going to be on Instagram under Nutter Guitars, uh, Facebook as well, and then NutterGuitars.com. The website is currently being uh, renovated. I think I think the old site is still up, but uh, the new the new stuff is going to be way cooler and way prettier. So um, that's what I'm hoping for, at least. Awesome. <laughs> and and Brian, you're calling from uh, somewhere like uh, quite literally in the sticks, right? For real. Yeah, I'm about 45 minutes outside of Nashville. Right. On a 22 acre farm. Right. So we're going to get it. We're going to get a little robotness from, from Brian, but um, that's okay because he's, he's out there living his life on a beautiful part of the country and a lovely little farm. So that's right. Cut him some slack, everybody. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Tony, tell yes. us. Talk to us. So this Say something. Week, I am saying, I am saying. <laughs> so this week, um, I've had a chance to play around with and uh, make some setup mods and things to a guitar that a friend of mine 
made. His name's Pat Murray. He owns uh, Coop Guitars. Hey. And um, I had my eye on this guitar. It's essentially similar to a like a, a Tele Thin Line, like a 69 style ten, Tele Thin Line, except this one has a silver burst. So if if anyone's familiar with Gibson finishes, silver bursts are they have a silver finish and black edges. And um, this one had a uh, uh, a pair of Lawlertrons in it, a uh, Hipshot bridge and Hipshot tuners. It's just a really cool guitar. And the first time I saw it, I just said, "Oh man, I'd really like to get that." So um, about a month or two ago, we 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 sealed the deal, and he made a I, he didn't have to, uh, but he you know I, I said well the action feels a little bit high, so he he probably did more work than he should have uh, to try to bring it closer into my specs, um, but um, I mean I got it I I am just loving it 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 plays like butter the Lollertrons sound incredible it's just a very very cool guitar. So my uh, tip of the tip of the fez to my buddy Pat at Coop Guitars. Awesome, yeah, it looks really pretty. It's a silver burst, isn't it? Silver burst, yes. Yes. So, like some, would, some, would call it, some would call it a silver burst, as I said earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just doubling up on that. Make sure I heard it correctly. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a silver burst. Um, it's, uh, well, technically it's a black to silver burst. Okay. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> thought, it was, thought it was the other way around. That would have been ugly. Um, oh yeah. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see, Brian, how about yourself? Uh, uh, anything that Man, not building am... guitars? Uh, no. Sadly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, this week has been has been nothing but just uh trying to fulfill orders from from the year that i've been sort of backed up on so there's a, a lot of cool things i set a neck and an acoustic guitar um one of the very few nutter acoustics that are out there um just button up a lap steel design that's really cool uh i'm gonna be doing more of those but they're gonna have the duesenberg multi-benders on them mm, nice the uh I also have uh, about, I think there's seven Astro Captains in various stages of completion. And these are your and own guitar models. I'm, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm reintroducing uh, the Ranger, which is a different thing for me. It's not straight lines. It's very curvy. So working on that. And I have a five-string short-scale Ranger bass that's oh. just just about done. Cool. Awesome. That sounds really cool. Um, yeah, you don't, uh, you're not really known for curvy bits. No, lots of straight lines in, uh, in what I do, but I, there, there are two designs that I'm going to re re-release this year that, uh, are, are very curvy, but still retain that, that retro futuristic vibe mm. that, uh, the, 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 the Astro captain and the Admiral both have. Very cool. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see that. Uh, and we're going to talk to Brian more about his guitars uh, here in just a little bit. And let's see, Jared, about yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I have several acoustic guitars, some of them very sentimental, some of them um, 
really nice guitars and and I need an, a, a good acoustic guitar pickup. And I I bought this Dean Markley um, acoustic guitar sound hole pickup about 20 years ago or 20 some years ago or something. And it's real nice and I can't find it. I looked, <laughs> I looked all over yesterday. <laughs> I looked all over today. I have no idea where it is. So I'm real tempted to try to make my own, but I've never ever attempted to, to make a acoustic guitar pickup ever. Cause I, I think at this point I have to try to make my own since I've been making electric guitar pickups for at least oh how long now um 15 years so yeah well um, one the one one tip i could if you're going to use a magnetic pickup mm -hmm. um you're going to want to uh either lower the e and the b considerably anything that's uh, under a an unwrapped string to balance it out yeah you know who did that like 50, 60 years ago was the Armand. That is correct. They, they mm -hmm. would have the B even under the plastic and the other ones were exposed. Yep. Yep. So, so that's the, so in order to balance things out, because I used to run into that with magnetic sound hole pickups all the time. Um, I, most of my guitars now have a under saddle pickup. Mm -hmm. But um, I think Fishman might make a decent uh, sound hole pickup. That, you know, that you could put in there too. They just seem to be the leaders of acoustic guitar pickups. For me, it's going to be the K and K. It's a three point. Uh-huh. It's a three and a three point transducer that actually attaches to the bridge plate inside the guitar between the E and the B, the uh, G and D and the A and E. That it's a passive system. And it's what I toured with extensively for several, several years. It mm. blew away any undersaddle piezo that, that gives that, that just nasty quack if you hit it too hard. Right. It's one of the, it, it's, it's basically your guitar just louder. And uh, it's way less prone to feedback. It's, uh, it's probably the coolest thing going as far as acoustic guitar pickups go. It's you can run it with a preamp. I really never did, but um, and even now, whenever I do any kind of repair or uh, uh, building acoustic, that's that's what goes in. K and K, so it's the letter K twice, or is it? Yes. Okay. Yes, and the K. letter K. Okay. Wow. I'm going to look that up. I'm learning something today. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, that's I one I'm not familiar with. That's what this podcast is for. Exactly. So, they're, really, yeah. they're relatively inexpensive, too. They're only about 100 bucks. Insulation's oh. really simple. I'm in. <laughs> and now Very I got to cool. get about four or five of them for my guitars. Very <laughs> cool. For me. How about you, Todd? Thank yeah. you, Tony. I love the little delayed intro. Um, <laughs> I got to play around with this uh, little gem that came in through the mail. Um, from our one of actually one of our executive producers, Doug Christ. Oh, yes. what is it? I was tell. very very excited about this. So I got this little tiny pedal. It's a little guy, little tiny thing, and that is called the um, Fat Guy Little Coat from Thirty Seven Effects. He owns Thirty Seven oh. Effects. Oh. 
Yeah. And, all 30, uh, he owns all 37? He owns all 37 of them. Um, but he's got this, uh, he's got this great little fuzz called 37 effects or I'm uh, sorry, uh, fat guy, little coat. And, um, and it's super clean on the inside. It's based off of a color sound fuzz. Um, but with his own twist on it, I gotta tell you, it is a solid little pedal, like no noise at all. Like even, even goosed. I'm really surprised at how, and not because it's gating really bad either, right? It's it just has like there's no noise. It's, I was surprised because I thought it was gonna be a noisy, super noisy little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and it's a it's a great it's a great sounding fuzz. There's not a wide range of like oh you can get this kind of fuzz and this kind of fuzz and it, it isn't that it's it's a sound, but that sound um, is it's almost synth like. Like I, I'm you, you know, we've talked about this many times. I'm not Mr. Noodles. I don't, I don't do the wheelie wheelie bits. So, so awesome. Right. I'm, I'm no bueno. That's, bre- that's Nutter's business. I'm not the wheelie wheelie, but this is like bend city. It's like, and just like, and it just sings. Huh. And it's really weird because it started to actually sound almost like a synth. And I was like, this is crazy. It sounds really good. And it was it was my guitar into that, into the Super O Black Magic. And it sounded great. Nice. Yeah, really cool. So I'll be letting you guys uh, check that out. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to check that I, out. As soon as I can. Yeah. And it's, you know, he sent a great note. I have it. Um, I'm going to do a, an unboxing. I'm also... Uh, uh, well, I did an unboxing already. You haven't seen it yet. You will mm. have seen it by this point. Mm. So if you haven't seen it, <laughs> you're going to see it. I make uh, used pickups for old pickups. And, um, <laughs> can, can you have the note bronzed? The what? The note. Can you have it bronzed? You might be able to. I don't know. I It might it might burn, but I might frame it. Anyways, it's it's a lovely note, and the basically the gist is: here's another person that has been listening to the show for a long time, and was motivated to start building pedals, into which he actually created his own brand. He's building. I was like, I, it's. I'm just utterly blown away when we hear things like that, and it, I can't even explain how good that makes me feel. Um, not just for my own sake of like, I feel good, la la la, but like somebody else is feeling probably better. And that's really cool. Excellent. So anyways, that's been my week. Um, we're going to hop on oh, into... Oh, 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 Todd, wait, wait a minute. What the heck? <laughs> what is this? It's, it's, it's the jolly old elf. It's, <laughs> it's baloney. Merry class. Christmas. <laughs> Pass the baloney. You're really getting into this, aren't you, Santa? Yes, I am. I am, <laughs> Todd. He's, you Don, sound like you're thrilled to death to have this job. Why don't, why don't you come over here and sit on my lap and tell me what you want for <laughs> if, Christmas? If I can find it, um, I'll, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all of you boys have been really good this year, and I wanted to bring you something very special. Oh. Like what? 
Well, you tell me what specialty. <laughs> oh, oh, so you 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 want to bring us something very special? We need I to do. tell you what that special thing is. Well, I always know, but I like to hear it from I, the customer. I, I get you. I get you. Um, well, let's see. Who would you like to talk I'd to? I like first? you, Todd. First, you like you're, the, you're the you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, um, golly, there's so many things that I've been wanting. Um, <laughs> Baloney Claus, thing, you caught me off guard. Thing. Just Come one on. thing, just, just one thing. Just one thing. If you oh, could have one gosh. thing in the world for Christmas, what would that be, Toddy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me see here. If I could have one thing... Um, that is, is this a realistic question? You can grant me any wish I want. Anything or... you want, my friend. Gosh, dang it. That is really tough. Actually, you know what? I think, no, I can't. I don't, mm, ooh, there's so many things. Actually, you know what would be really great is I would, I think I would like to get a, like a Marshall style combo. So that I'm not just playing out of my Supro. So that I, I could kind of mix it up now and again. You know, something that I could go out and gig with. Um, so I know that, you know, I could get a Marshall. Um, but I know there's several others out there. But you really caught me off guard. So I'm not, I'm trying to figure this out. Well, here all along, I had you down for a 200th episode. <laughs> oh, well, that is coming, and I hope nothing stops that. <laughs> well, let me let me see what I, I can get together for with the elves and put something that's kind of martially and kind of fendery and all that other fun stuff. Oh, perfect! I love. <laughs> it. I know a guy up in Chicago named Balthazar that can probably help out. Ooh. He's one of the three wise men too. Oh man, oh. yes, a little a little uh, noir combo would be beautiful all righty let's see what we can do how about you brian you've had a really tough year this year I what would you like for christmas? <laughs> you know one thing i would like to have i would love to have an even tied h9 ah i've been really wanting one of those for a while there that's a very popular unit it has been for the last couple years all oh, the big boys want the h9 Yes, that's been on the um, uh, the four on the floor many, many times, hasn't it, Santa? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I stopped counting after 12. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. One for each day of Christmas. Oh, boy. Well, who knows, Brian? Maybe maybe you will get uh, your, your, your uh, Christmas wish granted by Baloney Claus. Oh, yes. How about you, Jared? Jared. You've yeah. been a very good boy this year. Well, what 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 would you like? Well, baloney claws. Uh, I think <laughs> I, Brian Nutter talked me into getting a K and K acoustic guitar pickup. So I want one of those. <laughs> well, you know, one's never enough for you, Jared. You better get two on order at least. Maybe four or five, Santa. <laughs> oh, let me see what the elves can do. Yeah. Then How you about go. you, Tony? What would you like this year? Well, Santa, <laughs> I would just I'd like I'd like a cure for the for the COVID and the corona. Uh-huh. And and a vaccine available to everyone. And if it's not too much trouble, I wouldn't mind if Rickenbacker would make a reissue of the four thousand and five semi hollow base. 
That oh. was one of those. Whoa, that's a tall order. <laughs> let me let me call my friends over at Rickenbacker and see what we can do. Ooh, oh. I, wish, I wish it wasn't so tough of a of a of a task, but I'll give it my best. <laughs> All righty, now Fender, now Gibson, now Martin and Breedlove, <laughs> on Hawker, on Schechter, on Taylor and Jackson, <laughs> to the top of the stage, to the top oh. of the hall. Oh, now man. Dash away, dash away, dash away all. Oh, goodbye, Santa. Oh, standing clap for Baloney Claws. That was amazing. Claus. We hope we see you uh, return again sometime, Baloney Claws. <laughs> he's a he's a swell guy. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like he can use a shot. Such a treat. <laughs> like a rabies shot. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope we all get the things that we wish for. Um, because now all I can think about is what you know what amp that would be. Uh golly. That'd be pretty <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um whew. well, with that. Everybody, I hope you're thinking about what Baloney Claws would want to bring you, and uh, think really, really hard, and wish on your wish on the Christmas star, and maybe it'll happen. Um, hey, speaking of which, yes, on December 21st, if you look up into the southwestern sky, Saturn and Jupiter will be aligned so as to create uh, something that would be comparable to a Christmas star. It's going no to be super kidding. bright. This hasn't happened for over 800 years. Wow. So the the winter equinox up in the sky, take a peek. That's incredible. Oh, cool. We'll do that. Be about the best thing that happened in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that sounds really interesting. Well, uh, so um, on to some guitar-related stuff. We're, we're talking with Brian Nutter here. And That's amazing. Who? I said that is amazing. It is amazing that we're talking to Brian. <laughs> well, maybe even more amazing that he's talking back to us. Really? <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. <laughs> For real. So, uh, Brian, I'm going to let you do a, most of the talking here, which I know is a little weird. <laughs> Tell us what's going, wh what happened. You you had some, some really nasty stuff happening. We tried to keep everybody updated yeah. during the year, but, but enlighten us, if you will. Well, so the year started off great. Um, it was uh, full of promise. It. Uh, I went to Nam. Actually, got to see. Uh, got to see Jared there. Um, did a lot of great business, and it was it was looking super promising. Um, there were uh, major retailers that were going to happen, um, as well as some really interesting uh custom work that i was going to be doing and got back from nam and then february 7th um for those of you guys that don't know i'm also the lead instructor for the electric guitar program at musicians institute guitar craft academy here in nashville wow um i had just been so you know what you're doing finished. that's what you're trying to say oh. <laughs> at least someone <laughs> thinks i do uh <laughs> So, uh, I, uh, I had just finished class on a Friday night, February 7th, and, uh, a student asked me if I wanted some sunflower seeds. So I took a handful and just sort of munched them down. 
and they sort of got stuck. So I took a big swig of water. And when I did, I had this horrific pain. Oh no. Tried to drive home and was having a hard time breathing, had to pull over and had called the ambulance. They get me to the ER and discover that I had torn a hole in my esophagus with uh, the sunflower seed shells. And my chest cavity was sort of full of all of this shrapnel, as well as all of the water that I was continuing to drink. And I was kind of drowning from the inside. That's why I couldn't breathe because I was filling up. Right. Um, So they get me in, do emergency surgery on me. Cut, cut me open, uh, go through my rib cage on my left side, oh my collapse gosh. my left lung, do the repair to my esophagus. And then for the next three months, it was a constant stream of like being in and out of the hospital. I contracted double pneumonia two or three times. Um, I just went through septic shock a couple of times. Uh, which is a, an, an infection in your bloodstream. Um, I eventually got an infection within my bones themselves. Mm. Um, it was uh, it was intense. I mean, I spent a lot of it, you know, as you would, full of several narcotics. I mean, every four hours, I was on um, I was on oxycodone, and then. Uh, in between those, I was on morphine. Oh boy. So, God. you know, during this, this whole process is whenever the pandemic hits. So I truly woke up kind of like, you know, out of a drug fueled stupor, kind of like Rick Grimes in the first episode of the walking dead. You know, I look around and dude, what happened to the world? Just give me my horse and I'll ride back to the house. What, what's going on? Um, so, and then I, you know, I end up changing hospitals and this would have been May and went through another emergency surgery to remove all this disinfection and, uh, lost 50 pounds on the creepiest diet ever. <laughs> they would, they would put me on what they call NPO, which means you can't have any food or drink. So I would have just IV fluid going into me for up to six days at a time. So no food or drink for six days that happened three or four times. So I went from like 187 all the way down to 137. Oh man. Uh, since then I've gained about 30 of that back and I'm back to what I consider fighting weight, which is nice. Um, but by June or mid June, uh, the whole head, the whole esophagus had finally healed up. What was supposed to take six weeks for me to get turned around ended up taking, you know, nearly six months. Wow. Um, and then it was a matter of, uh, you know, I walked around my house with, uh, with an IV stuck in me. There was a nurse that came out here, uh, and dealt, dealt with me. I had, uh, drain tubes and a feeding tube and, all of this it was really really heavy for a while so it took once all of that stuff came out which would have been like sometime in july um it still took a couple of months for me to feel somewhat normal and be able to move around um and then i really didn't get back into my shop 
until like it was very late September, starting into October. I was going to say about um, almost like a month ago or so, but it's maybe two, I guess. Yeah, it hasn't been it hasn't been long, and I've got uh, you know during that time, like my even from playing, like my hands feel like potatoes right now. I don't feel like I can do really. I can still play, but I don't. I definitely don't feel like I'm up to up to snuff. Welcome to getting the club. back into the shop. That was. getting get the uh but but back in you know back in the shop i had all these orders that people had been waiting on and thank god these people were super you know patient and understanding of you know of my situation Mm -hmm. but all of that fantastic business that i started in january at nam sort of vaporized while i was drugged up not because of my injury but because of the pandemic that hit Mm -hmm. right uh so i had i like so many of my buddies you know, all of this business just sort of vaporized. But man, during even during that, um, the guitar community, both from the from the player side and from the maker side, really rallied around me. Um, it was it was awesome. I mean, guys like guys like Matt Flattery and um, and Chris Fesker over at Texas Toast Guitars, just champion individuals. You can't ask for better people. Doug Cower. Um, that guy is unbelievable. Uh, John Sullivan at Sully Guitars. Uh, the it was just it was cool. You guys, uh, you know, I saw where you guys had mentioned it a few times. I can't thank you guys enough for that. That was wonderful. Uh, the playing community here in Nashville. You know, all the side guys that I knew and artists that I'd worked for over the years. It was it was a it was a neat thing. Uh, even. Even some of my suppliers, you know, like Joe McGowan at uh, TCB Global, where I get all of my finishing stuff, where actually just about the entire guitar making community gets all of their finishing stuff from Joe McGowan. Uh, He was super cool. So it was, uh, you know, it was was an an experience. I think all told, I came close to death like three times. Um, So that was fun. (laughs) <laughs> I don't recommend it. Uh, uh, and then, so, but now, you know, I'm right back in it as, as hard as I can go. So I'm guessing uh, sunflower seeds are not on the Christmas list this year. So true. You know, what's funny is the student that we, the, the school shut down uh, right as soon as the pandemic hit. So we reopened October 5th with class. And the student that that gave me the sunflower seeds to begin with brought me another handful, just about <laughs> what what I took oh, no. that that first week. And you know what? I have that handful of sunflower seeds in a uh, in a small paint mixing cup on my desk, and I look at it all the time. Just like all right, even really little stupid things can just about take you out. So. And that was going to be a total drag too. Cause I mean, you know, I'm, I used to like, I used to restore and race vintage motorcycles and, uh, you know, martial arts and all, all this other weirdo stuff that I should have been killed with, but to have a sunflower seed almost take me out, man, that was very, very emasculating. I was not into that at all. <laughs> you know, it's weird because I remember, um, you know, I was in little league for years and years and all kinds of, you know, leagues, baseball leagues after that. And 
anybody that plays ball has played ball is like, yeah, you go through thousands and thousands yeah. of seeds, but I can never understand these guys that just eat them, like chew them all up and then eat them. Like, what the heck? That's not good. And it, there's nothing good about that. Why are you doing that? Why did you do that, Brian? Well, see, I, I was always that dude. I even if I would eat an apple, I would eat the whole apple. Oh, what are you, a horse? There'd, there'd be nothing left. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. Yeah. It was just easier than, you know, being lazy to go throw the thing away. Yeah. That's like Jared with a rack of ribs. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing left. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing left. No sauce either. No. Hey, honey, there's a skeleton in the toilet. Awesome. What's going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, so, right. so you're, I'm kind of curious many times when people get hurt, they go through big illnesses, you know, broken arms and the way they, you have uh, really heavy duty muscle atrophy. Now, mm -hmm. aside from muscle atrophy, you also, your whole muscle memory thing being not using it at all for that long. How, how heavily were you really affected playing wise? Oh man, it was, it was something. Um, the longest stretch that I went without playing anything was about three months. And that was the longest I had. I'm, I'm about to turn 48. And that was the longest that I had gone without playing the guitar since I was 12. Wow. So it was weird. Um, it, it, you know, my hands didn't feel like they really were mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't feel like that, the in, that instant connection, whenever I put the guitar on, it's like, okay, I kind of know what to do with this thing. Yeah. Well, and, but, and uh, as a reminder, you, you've toured with loads of people. Like, can you just give a quick, like just a brief <laughs> touch on. Yeah. Uh, here in Nashville, if you were, if you had a country deal in the, in the early two thousands, I was probably your guitar player at some point. Um, but I, uh, the, the bigger names would have been like, uh, Lone Star, Taylor Swift and Dirk Bentley. Um, and I was in Keith Urban's band for the better part of a decade. So, um, so you can play the, a little uh, bit. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can hold my own. I, yeah, I, uh, I can, uh, uh, I can, I can be somebody's stunt double if I need to. Gotcha. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it, that that was interesting. Now, one one of the muscle atrophy things that I had from all of the surgeries because I was I was probably put under because they kept putting stents in my esophagus. Uh, I was probably put under about a dozen times this year, mm. um, which was wild. Uh, but the way they would position my right arm, my right shoulder atrophied in such a way that I couldn't. Uh, around my house, I have guitars on hooks everywhere and I couldn't take a guitar off of the hook with my right arm. Wow. It just physically couldn't lift it. And I mean, I don't, it could have been like my, my 1929 Gibson L1 that weighs like maybe a half a pound. I couldn't budget, couldn't move it, forget about, you know, my like 84 S Les Paul or whatever you know, that I wanted to grab a hold of. I had to do it with my left arm. How and in the world did that, you do armpit farts? Oh, they had to, had to learn how to do it with my left arm. <laughs> That's the only way you can do it. <laughs> 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 it's the only way it was possible. Uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. Wow. So that's, uh, but then, you know, the, as, 
as I continued to heal, all of my, my right arm strength came back and, uh, and yeah, back to normal. Yeah. I imagine you're going, you had to do quite a bit of, um, uh, re, re, rehab, rehabilitation, physical rehabilitation. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, these, these fun, like rubber band things Oh yeah, that, uh, that I used to, to get the strength back into my right arm. Crazy. Whew. Well, you're back in the shop, you're building, you're playing again. Yeah. Man, that, what a great feeling that's yeah. gotta be. Yeah, man, it, it truly is. Cause I would, even during like the, the sickest times, I would try to go out to the shop and the shop's about, I don't know, 70 feet from my house. And, uh, that was a long walk. Mm. I'd get out there and just like sit down in front of the workbench and then just, you know, couldn't really do anything. Now what I did do while I was sick and I realized, all right, I'm physically not going to be able to do anything. So I'm still going to be proactive here and do, do stuff. So I would call, uh, you know, suppliers and, uh, I would, I would call, um, you know, potential customers and what have you and keep that kind of ball rolling. Uh, but I also learned and sort of taught myself CAD oh, during the process. Cool. So I learned, um, I went, went back in and I learned Rhino and I learned fusion 360. So as far as how, you know, to 3d model all of my guitars and to tool path them and then, uh, eventually start doing some automation stuff in the, in the shop. Wow. So, that was uh was was productive outstanding outstanding so you're back in production people who ordered are getting happy happy you got guitars moving um and you and you have some new designs you were talking about really uh, earlier i do i they're 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 kind well they're not new they're older things that uh whenever i i i originally whenever i relaunched another guitars and uh about five years ago i um I had four designs that I was kind of focusing on and I really chose to, to focus all my attention onto the, you know, the straight line angular thing of, of the Astro captain and then eventually the Admiral. Um, but there are two other designs that I really loved and I knew I'd do, always do something else with them. And so I'm going to be re-releasing what I call the Ranger which is very curvy and uh, has some bevels, sort of like an SG, um, but set neck, uh, tilt back headstock. Um, the Astro Captain is also about to get a, sort of an update. The The neck pocket is going to change a little. Uh, it's also, all the guitars are going to tilt back headstocks. Mm. but very shallow. Um, I'm not going for like the, the 14 degree Gibson headstock break kind right. of thing that all the all the guitars are going to be going actually half that there will be they will be at seven degree just enough to give you break angle over the nut um but then when you lay the guitar down flat the back of the headstock doesn't touch the floor that's smart which uh that's yeah, that's that was the, the the plan of like well what's it what if it falls over well hopefully the, the back of the headstock won't hit first yeah. um Hey Brian, the, uh, Brian, are you using a scarf joint on that, or are you actually just cutting it out of the out of the block? So uh, the, the the new necks that will be going to the seven degree angle will actually be a a three piece multi lamb maple. Okay. Um, 
so it won't be a scarf joint. Okay. I I like this I like the scarf joint, but it's um it's time consuming and uh it's uh it can be prone to fail. I know that you know like uh classical guitar makers use it a lot, but I mean even in like the rock world you'll have uh I think you know Grover was probably one of the first guys to really ad- adopt it uh mm-hmm. at Jackson. Um, where, where do you see it? Where is the scarf I, joint on the guitar? This, well, the scarf joint is the, um, if you, the Ibanez is probably the most prominent one that you'll see it on. So if you look at the back of an Ibanez neck, by the, if you, as, as you're headed up toward the headstock from the body, you get back to a, behind the second or third fret and you'll see a little swoop. And you'll notice that the grain changes in the, in the neck. Mm-hmm. What that is, is that they've cut the neck off off of the board they cut the end of the off of the board at the angle of the headstock and then they flip that around oh. and glue it back on that's what creates the angle of the headstock ah. so um there were other companies in the in the 80s that were trying to use the scarf join like kramer for example um and it still boggles my mind to think that in 1987 kramer guitars was the most sold brand of guitar in the united states Wow. Well, it's Over just because of Eddie. I mean, everyone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, so uh, the uh, they had lots of failures on the on the scarf joint. So that's that's my. But I I'll, the I like the thought of the multi lamb neck because it's way more stable. It's uh, having the opposing grain patterns of of the of the three different plies helps to prevent, you know, twisting and, uh, and, you know, up bow and back bow and all that kind of stuff that you don't want. Right. And you're, you're, uh, not wasting a lot of wood with a, a shallower angle as opposed to, you know, like a Gibson style, uh, exactly. So I yeah, have a question. Exactly. Um, I wanted to ask kind of before we we got really into this heavy, uh, guitar stuff. I, the one more thing I wanted. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm we're gonna backtrack for a second. When you went, when you got back into your shop, I mean, because Todd just switched gears. He went from reverse to like fifth gear in three seconds. So when you got in, like Monday morning for me is joyful because I get to go in my shop and start working. I can't imagine being gone for six months and being kept away from a shop. What? So oh yeah. You, just <clears throat> quickly describe what it was like to just turn the lights on and just kind of look around and, and see where your tools were. Um, and it see was, uh, behind. it was overwhelming in a bunch of different ways, you know, sort of overwhelming and a little emotional of like, all right, so I'm not dead. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> cool. I'm back here. This is going to be great. Uh, I got to get to work. And then it was like reality set in of, Oh, flip. I am so behind. Now what? Mm. <laughs> so, so it went from elation what, to you know, like, yeah, so it went from elation yeah. to, uh-huh. you know, urgency. Right yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then, you know, f- full on just like immediate prioritization. Like, all right, what, what, what do I tackle first? What's almost done? What's almost, almost done? You know, <laughs> what, know. what can I get out of here? to begin with so yeah 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 
You know, Brian, you were talking about new new shapes and stuff, and one of the things that we had on recently was um, we had a, a good would you rather uh, would you rather choose the uh, the elusive Gibson Modern or the Wedge? And dude, I, I heard I totally heard that episode. Oh yeah, I was in the sh- it was like it was like one of the first weeks I was back in the shop, and I you guys could probably hear me yelling from the shop. <laughs> so, um, out of curiosity, uh, what would you go with, <laughs> dude? I actually owned one of those like early '80s reissue moderns uh-huh. and that thing would not have even made a good boat or yeah. <laughs> wrap that guitar was well um there's probably there's video of me using it i mean uh in and it even had the tim shaw humbuckers and and the whole bit i mean it was a it was a well-made guitar it was just it was just a horrible design yeah and it set it sits on you so weird like if you if you love that that guitar then you love it but i have a feeling that there's like there's 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 not going to be any gray area in there. Like no. The dudes that love it love it. And the dude, everybody else goes nope. Yeah. And waves goodbye with, to it with one finger in the air. Um, yeah. Well, well, it's no Corvus, you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> now, joke. one of the reasons uh, I was asking that is that I think you're maybe one of the few builders that I could see redoing or or doing a version, an inspired version of the wedge. Um, yeah. You know what? That's uh, the, the, I think the wedge is neat. Uh, all I that metal too. neck stuff I think is is neat. Well, even um, without the metal neck, just the body shape. It's just like, there's yeah. something so badass about that because it's just like, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's that. <laughs> well, it's, it's good. the, the wedge is, to me, it sort of looks like we look at it as the same as everyone else looked at the the Flying V and the Explorer in 1958. Like, what is that thing? Yeah. So, um, the I have you know piles of other designs that have uh, that have just sort of either been scrapped or are rolled up in the corner or whatever. But there is there is actually a V um, that I have um, that it's hard to do a V and not look like a flying V. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think Jackson did a great job of, of creating the, you know, the original Concord for Randy and coming up with that, that yeah. thing that, so it doesn't really look like a flying V. Sully does um, a fantastic but, one too. That thing is beautiful. Oh uh, yeah. His Concord is killer. Uh, the, the 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 V that, that I have drawn up is actually sort of like Paul, Paul Stanley had this V early on in Kiss, like in the first record that was a custom built thing. I forget that cat's name uh, that, that made the guitars, but he made guitars for Paul and for Gene. Um, but he had this flying V and the lower horn was actually shorter. Hmm. And uh, if you look on YouTube, like, at like very early kiss stuff from like 1974 he's playing that guitar and man i always loved that thing so that the, my my sort of take on the as a has a, a little horn i still haven't gotten like um i still haven't got a got a really a good excuse to make one yet but i it, that one stays stuck up on the wall and i stare at that one a lot that is a cool that that, that shorter that shorter horn that the yeah. up, on the upper one that's that is interesting I, like if you're just looking at it you're like mm-hmm. man it looks kind of dumb but if if you're looking at it from a playing angle that's actually pretty rad yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that guitar was stolen. So it is it is sort of lost to uh to rock and roll somewhere. Yeah. Wild. Wild, man. Well, Brian, it was super awesome talking with you, my friend. And we're you know, we've said this before, we're just really thrilled that you are back in action and uh uh, feeling you. good and healthy and ready to make more awesome guitars. Thank you. Uh, the other uh, other thing that I've got going is I'm a, I'm about to introduce uh, an import line. Oh, uh, so there will we will start with the uh, a version of the Astro Captain and a version of the Astro Commander. Really, the Astro Captain will have yeah, so it will have three. P9 or three humbucker sized P90s. It won't have all the bells and whistles switching of uh, of the one that I do here, but you'll still be able to access any and all of the three pickups. Um, wow. And then it'll have the, the same vibrato, all the same hardware that that uh, that I that I use currently on the on the stuff that I make here. Then the uh, the Astro Commander is even more stripped down. It's just it's basically an explorer it's two humbuckers three-way switch no vibrato volume volume tone so can you explain just so really the, quickly they, what an import line is so the import line is these these guitars are are my designs uh made to my specs but they're made in korea mm-hmm. so um they will be made by a a company that makes guitars for several major manufacturers as well as uh loads of my friends as well Mm -hmm. um and it's very very high quality if you go into guitar center there you you will be hard pressed to not see a guitar on the wall that wasn't that didn't come out of that factory yeah um they do a really really good job and so i'm about to get the the first samples um and i'm hoping to have those uh into actual dealers and a couple of mail order places as well. That's awesome. Do you, are you able to yeah, share and, like uh, any uh, price points or anything like that? Or is that too early to tell? The, the com- well, I'm thinking that the commander is going to come in somewhere right around a grand and the, um, that's awesome. and the, the captain will be about 1200 or so um, give or take. Right, you know, and and either one of those, but uh, that's and it comes with both guitars will come with a uh, a custom gig bag. Man, that's that's a that's because, a pretty sweet deal because you're uh, if I mean your guitars are flipping cool, man, and you can you. still get you can still get them handmade by you, of course. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that's really cool. Please keep us up to date like when those things start to roll now just give us a heads up so we can you know tell the world and junk okay we'll do awesome we'll do uh brian we're gonna take a stroll on over and knock on uh, jared's door and hit Hello? his ring doorbell <laughs> and, What's that? So, so that we don't get two barrels pointed at us <laughs> that's right bring it well it was a it was one of the better shows I think that we've had in 2020 with uh, Brian back and we got to see, you know, baloney claws too today. Well here, baloney claws. So, 
I'm going to go ahead and put in my two cents. I can't today. wait till next year when he comes back. That was a, that was such a treat. No kidding. But in the meantime, let's play a little game of Would You Rather. All right. Today's Would You Rather is from our good old buddy Jason Roush. And I, I really like this Would You Rather, although the second I read it, I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. So let me let me go ahead and paint us you, a picture. Paint would us you a rather, picture. Would you rather have the ability to he, to hear any song and instantly be able to play it, or would you rather have the ability to constantly write hit songs? Ooh. Now you can't have both of those skills. Now, would you rather write hit songs and get residuals for the rest of your life? Or would you rather just play in some bar that, you know, and but be able to play every song you hear on the radio on the jukebox? Now, now we've had we had a question similar to this, but that question was uh, more about it, it was different. It was different. I'm not going to butcher the what it you what it was, but it, it was different enough. So I said, yeah, actually, this is this is a very good one. So yeah, I like I do like this one. Okay, so we can either hear anything and play it on command, but we can't play any of our own. We we can't create anything original. Or we what was the second part? Nonstop hit songs. Nonstop hit songs. Yeah. We're the writer of hit music. I'm the writer of hit music, good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tony Baloney, what's going on? Wow. So. This is harder than you might think. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, interesting. I just happened to be reading an article about all of these. uh, musicians who are dumping their catalogs because they can't get any residuals because of streaming. So you the, like me, the, yeah. Well, like the revenue. So the revenue stream from writing material might not be as lucrative uh, right now, at least, unless they can come up with a way to to uh, somebody make will people, solve it. Somebody will solve it. I think it's going to be Jared, <laughs> but. I I think I like the idea of being able to write hit song after hit song after hit song. If for nothing else, if if even if the money isn't there, which there there's going to be a little scratch at least initially, but um, I think having that ability and to be able to, uh, I I think there would be a great deal of satisfaction of being of 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 having that skill. I mean. Being able to play anything you hear, I mean, there's already people that kind of do that now or they get it close, but, you know, that's great if you're amongst, you know, five or ten people. But, you know, if, you, if you're writing stuff that is, you know, top-notch hit material all the time, I think that's a better way to go. Okay. All right. Jared? It's, it's a case of uh, the grass is greener on the other side. I mean, I'm... I'm a common every day can pick up a guitar and play mostly anything I can hear on the radio to a certain extent of, you know, just basic chords. I'm so I'm just a, a common guitar player. Yes. But this new skill will make you able to play things note for like note. Exactly. exactly. I'm still going to, I want to write cliffs of Dover. I, <laughs> I cannot write a song 
to save my life. I cannot, I, I just have never, when I was younger, I tried to sit down and write songs, but now I'm scared to, I, I like, I can't write any songs. So yes, I want the magical power for any continuous hits. <laughs> Maybe you should have asked Baloney Claws for that skill. <laughs> Maybe I should have. But the, you know, I I love building pickups for, you know, anybody. Somehow this turned into an ad. Right? <laughs> so I know how that feels to satisfy. I, I want to write songs for stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I want to write songs for, you know, Led Zeppelin. Do you want to do you want to write songs that make the whole world sing? Oh. How about a songs of love and special things? I knew things? Tony was going to do that. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll take the songwriting skill. Yes. Okay. Now, this is going to be interesting because Brian, you made a career out of maybe both, hey? Yeah, somewhat. Uh my uh my my true job was to be able to play anything on the radio. So that was the, that uh, the, I've lived that part of it and I've done a, a, a fair amount of songwriting, but never had the opportunity to get the hits. So I would absolutely take that because I can tell you what both of them pay. One pays <laughs> way better and I'm choosing the high and pay. Gig. Um, <laughs> even though, even though in today's, world world of spotify and uh and any kind of other streaming avenues uh, if you're if you have a hit song and it's on the radio which i still don't understand why we have this antiquated form of of music distribution called radio but it uh it still pays very very well now what artists are really mostly upset about about the streaming thing is that the streaming thing doesn't pay very well um and they're getting all these plays and it doesn't pay back as much but radio still does so if you have a hit song you are you're still talking about a lot of dough yeah um playing anything on the radio yeah that's that's a that's like a a a really fun good paying dead-end job Mm. (laughs) it's really see the world (laughs) it's like then it's like yeah it's like joining the navy or something like that only the guitar navy totally uh, shout out to our friend at Hello Sailor Effects, by the way. <laughs> um, ah. Yes. Well, uh, you know, I had the extreme, like, lifetime bucket list wish this summer uh, when we released our... Um, I've released other things in the past, but this is the first time it was, like, a proper, proper release. And, um, you know, I wrote, I wrote the music and we got on the radio a couple times and the very first time that I heard my song on the radio, like, I, I mean, I was, I was a mess. I was a mess and it was beautiful. And my drummer was sitting there with me and we were just like, we waited our whole lives for that since we were little kids. I mean, it is, it is a movies were made about that kind of stuff. And it was like, we were sitting in one. I was like, I can't believe I'm hearing my stuff on the radio. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm absolutely blown away. Now listenership is minuscule and you know, radio, does that even count for anything anymore? It did because it was sentimental to us. Cause we grew up with it. 
Um, you know, at the same time, at the same mm-hmm. time that one song was playing that one time on the radio, you know, we're getting downloads on Spotify and stuff, but it's not the same thing. Uh, so knowing how that feels, I will, I'd take that every day of the week. I, I, I love it. I love that. I love the feeling of walking up, picking up the guitar and just going, I have no idea what's going to happen next. And then like, you know, 15, 20 minutes earlier, you're like, holy crap, something that that's a thing right there. I mean, that's remarkable how we as humans are able to do that. So I'm taking writing, writing the, my own songs, the pop, the, the, whatever they are. I don't even care. <laughs> Just p- pumping out original stuff. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. Plus I'm not, I'm not good enough to play all the other stuff. So <laughs> anyways, uh, well, that was a really great question, uh, Mr. Roush. So thank you for uh, yeah, sending cool. that. That was a really, really, it's a little, it seems easy, but it's kind of not, you know, um, so with that, we need to thank a handful of people just like that man. Oh, yes, we do. Are you referring to our executive producer, Scott? Uh, you know it. Okay. Well, at this point of the show, there's a very, very, very special group of people called our executive producers. We'd like to thank. And you might be asking yourself, what is an executive producer? I mean, we know, but if you're listening and maybe it's your first time. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple of different levels in which you can participate and become a sponsor, a patron, if you will, of this very podcast. Each uh, level comes with a great bevy of great prizes, including things like barefoot buttons and, and keychains and T-shirts and stickers. And oh, my God, the list goes on and on and on. When you become... An executive producer, though, you get all that great stuff. And we're not talking, you know, you know, this is good stuff. It is. There's lots of it. And then plenty. Yeah. I mean, you might get lost when you open that package. You're going to (gasps) say it's as if it's as if baloney claws. That's right. Yeah. So who are these people? Well, these are executive producers. They get all that great stuff, and they also get one more thing. And, Jared, what is that? They get to have their name read on the thing, like their, right now. Their name read on the thing. So, without further ado, special thanks to these executive producers. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, uh, John John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Liam Martin, James Pennington, Richard Kendall, Ty Harmon, John Williams, Michael DeLucio, John Jackson, Jason Roush. Hey, Jason. Thanks for that hey. great one. And David Rando. Yeah. Rando. Right on. <laughs> wait, a cotton, wait a cotton picking minute there, Todd, because we have a special group of executive producers. These are the guys that hang out up on the penthouse suite. There are grand poobas. 
And in addition to all that great stuff and many other things, they get a special fez to wear. And I'm told that they are required to wear this fez while listening to the podcast. Is that true? Yes. Okay. It's true. It's been confirmed. So special thanks to these grand poobas, Mr. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, yes. <laughs> Mark Carton, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, and Tim Nowak. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as we are winding up uh, this year, you know, pretty soon we're we're just you know, you, you can't not look back and and take everything in, and we're immensely grateful for all of the support of all our patrons. So, um, Brian, where can people find your wares? You can find me at, uh, nutterguitars.com N U T T E R just like the cookie only not nearly as sweet, uh, guitars.com. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram under nutter guitars and Facebook as well. Awesome. And be on the lookout for this new uh, import line coming up. Um, and you know what? Just really briefly, I think yeah, man. Or, uh, it, we've gotten past the point where people were kind of like wrinkling their nose at like the idea of an import line because so many great builders are taking advantage of that and allowing people into a brand that they love with as opposed to not getting in at all because they might they just simply might not be able to and i think it's a great way to do that and um i'm i'm glad to see that more and more because then you know someday then you go like actually now i want a signature model you know and you you got it yeah so um exactly yes tony yes where can people find you just head over to pickguardian.com. You can see some of the stuff that I have to offer. You can order online. By and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you're thinking in terms of design, in terms of material, in terms of pickups, all the good stuff. I I mean, that that's my niche. Custom Fantastic. work. You yep. can do it. I'm going to make it for you, and you're going to be happy about it. It's true. Uh, Jared, about yourself. I go to brandonwallpickups.com and uh, take a little tour of the website. And um, if there's not anything there that you need and you're looking for something specific, just throw me an email and uh, let me know what you're doing. And I could probably help you out. Also, we do rewinds and uh, we're pretty quick turnaround on those too. So uh, brandonwallpickups.com and watch my show. Awesome. Rewind time with Brandon Pickups. Awesome. Now, if I have a brand new shiny guitar, but I want really old, messed up looking pickups, can you do that? Absolutely. We can. <laughs> Good. You can drop me a line, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram, at guitarnobs. And uh, when I get stuff in, I always share it with Tony and Jared. So um, I don't just mean you're, oh, you could only talk to me. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you got any great questions or you want to share your would you rathers, we would love to hear them because those are always a blast to get. We want to have a humongous thank you to Brian Nutter for joining us tonight and for being alive. That's right. Indeed. Thank you, guys. I'm very happy about it myself. 
I, I would imagine so. <laughs> All right, everybody. Stay away from sunflower seeds and have a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. That's called uh, flute throatitis, I believe. Uh, hold on a second. I got to get this dog under control. If for any reason we experience any technical difficulties, it's Jared's fault. And uh, just be patient. Drop it like a Todd. Are you done, Todd? This is this better? That is better. Thank you. Would you? Okay, that's enough. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.